The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Today, our topic of choice is inflammation. And we're really going to talk a little bit more in depth about joint inflammation. We see this a lot in the office where people come to us more to look at the big picture of things, right? So what, what does that mean? When we talk about how we have inflammation, oftentimes we're like, well, what causes pain? And that's the hard part is that when we're not addressing cause – when we're not addressing cause, then the problem with that is that it's more of a quick fix. You know, my back hurts. Well, I take some Tylenol. Okay, is a lack of Tylenol the cause of why your back hurts? No. So then why inevitably is it the solution? And that's also why when people come in to see us for pain and pain-related issues, I kind of have to encourage them and lead them a little bit more. Hey, if you're going to view your success here at Greenwood Family Chiropractic on how you feel, Right, you're going to base your success on pain, then you have to be doing all of the things to help get you out of pain. Right? That would make sense, right? <laughs> what I see more so than anything with a lot of this is that we put more of the responsibility back on the individual. <laughs> and that's hard, right? When you have to take personal accountability for your health, that's hard for a lot of people. You know, I, I never walk in to my dentist office with a cavity, right? They say, oh, you have a cavity. And I say, well, why haven't you been doing your job? Like I come every three to six months, right? That's what you told me. I get cleanings. How come I still have cavities? That's on you, dentist, for not taking care of my teeth properly. <laughs> right? You'd be like, that is wild. You are out of your mind. At the same regard... Right. On the same aspect of things as well, you have to look at and say, hey, your health is the same way. So people come in here and they say, I'm in pain. You're a chiropractor. Chiropractors help with pain. So get me out of pain. Do your job. Work your magic, chiropractor. And we say, OK, well, if you're if you want to be out of pain, we have to do all of the things to help get you out of pain. And so so oftentimes we have this underlying inflammation, whether it be from extremity, hips, knees, shoulders, joint inflammation, or it's just underlying systemic inflammation, which leads to a lot of problems as well. 
All the while, through all of this, though, if we don't hold personal accountability, that then you say, hey, it didn't work for me. And I said, well, you know, my thought is, did it not work for you? Or did you not do all of the things that would move the needle to help that? So not only do we want to encourage you, we want to lead you, right? My goal is, and this is, this will be applicable when we talk about the health and the news. Our goal is not, how, how do we get you to be encouraged? You know, it's an education process. Let me educate you about health. Let me educate you about wellness. Let me educate you about disease prevention. Let me lead you. And then you can have the opportunity as an adult to make the best educated decision about your health. Say it once. I'll say it a million times. The best decision you can make for your health in any regards, the best decision you can make is an educated one, right? So let me tell you about the safety and efficacy. Let me tell you about the research. Let me show you the ways that you can do this. Let me help lead you through this process when you struggle. Like, let me be alongside of you through this health journey. But oftentimes when we're not addressing the underlying cause of inflammation and joint inflammation, well, this is one where the problem is going to stay. We want to address cause, not symptom. So before we dive down deeper into that, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. <laughs> Today's Health in the News. Interesting article, to say the least comes from CNN, talks about how HHS, which is Health and Human Services, vaccination ads use a new tactic to increase COVID-19 vaccination rates. Fear. Yep, this is the article. (sighs) So with vaccination rates only inching forward slowly, the federal government is trying a new marketing tactic. Fear. Fear is their new marketing tactic. In a set of emotional advertisements released this past week, three unvaccinated COVID-19 survivors and an intensive care unit nurse speak about the toll the virus has taken. It's a sharp turn from earlier ads, which use positive messaging, protecting the community, getting back to normal life, reuniting with friends, to convince hesitant Americans to roll up their sleeves. The new ads show in stark terms of the consequences of not their their quote unquote real life consequences of not getting vaccinated. They say when you pair that with optimism and a way to take action vaccinations to avoid the negative consequences, you're really making a positive impact. (laughs) You guys, this is so incredibly wild. Uh, public opinion experts praised the advertisement, saying it was time to take a new approach, one that uses the death and misery of Americans um, are witnessing as firsthand as its new approach. Do you guys, I, let's just, can we just revisit that? Public opinion experts praised the advertisement, saying it was time to take a new approach, one that uses death and misery. They said, hey, positive encouraging, positive impact. If you could uh, avoid negative consequences, right, that's not working. Protecting the community, that's not working. Getting back to normal activities, which was the carrot, right? They said that's the carrot in front of 
your face. Um, and then they said, oh, <laughs> just kidding. You, you can't really go back. You still have to do all the things even if you were vaccinated. Um, you can reunite with friends. We'll allow you to reunite with friends. We'll let you know if and when that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they said new technique. New tactic, right? How do we? How are you going to advertise to them now? Death and misery. See how that works. See if that moves the needle more. Don't encourage them. Don't love them. Don't lead them. Don't educate them about the safety. Don't educate them about the efficacy, right? Because they don't. Do you really have those research studies yet? That's in question. Don't don't encourage them about the ingredients and the safety of the ingredients or the research that they've done or the clinical trial. Don't educate. You know what we should do? Just our new approach: death and misery. Yep death and misery interestingly enough there was a um there was a facebook it was had posted um it was just like a mainstream news i might say if it's from the chicagoland area and they said if you have any stories about unvaccinated people who died let us know we probably want to reach out for a story and can i tell you there was i think close to fifteen thousand. 20,000 comments about people who said no but I know people who did get it and die or people who said hey no I got the shot and then they got sick afterwards and just one that you know I was I was chatting with a friend today at lunch and I have people friends loved ones around me that are and are not and you know what they're they're firm in their decision of why they made it and so I always think if someone going to come at me saying, oh my gosh, look at this person that died. Well, listen, I got it pregnant. I was super, super pregnant and I got COVID. And you know what? Maybe I don't, I, there are other people that don't fare as well. And the answer is why? And it's an immune system. It is underlying immune system. And we've ignored that. We've ignored the fact that our body, we said, hey, here is this virus. And then it affects five p- people differently. Why? You know, I was immunocompromised pregnant. Why did I have a mild sore throat? And that was it. I, well, and besides the loss of taste and smell. Right? Like, why? Why was that? I didn't get a fever. Husband got it. He didn't get a fever. Kids had it. They didn't get a fever. Right? Like, I just, I look at and just like, who's marketing to you? Like, why can't they come with that stuff? Do they have it? 200, the ads are part of a $250 million HHS COVID-19 public education campaign. What? Wild, wild and crazy. So it's just one. uh, Comorbidities are the biggest one. And when you look at some of these people that they had on the ad, there's quite a bit of comorbidities that run with these individuals. And so it's looking at getting back down to cause. Why is your immune system not fighting this virus the way that it should? So why can't we have education be a motivating factor? Why does it have to be death and misery? Just a food for thought. Education is the biggest tool, the biggest power. Um, Do what you feel comfortable with. Stand a line. Stand your ground. And do what you feel is right in your heart. So when we come back, joint inflammation, we'll talk about it more next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. Today, we are talking about the top causes of inflammation. What is inflammation? We're going to break down some joint inflammation, right? Hips, knees, shoulders, elbows, um, some blood tests, but then too, some strategies to help support underlying inflammation. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family Chiropractic is where you can find us, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. Now, inflammation. What We've always viewed inflammation, I would say the average person has always viewed inflammation as a negative thing, is a negative thing. But inflammation is not necessarily a bad thing. Inflammation is actually an important part of uh, our body's immune response. So it's a way that our body has of healing itself after an injury, allowing to have repair of damaged tissues defending itself against pathogens. Um, In that regard, acute inflammation is more beneficial. So let me give you an example. So say you have uh, an abrasion or a cut, right? And there are foreign substances, pathogens, bacteria, virus, like bacteria that gets in there. Our body has this system where it says, well, we don't want this to spread to other tissues. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to um, elicit this innate, like our very smart inflammatory process to help protect our body from damage or disease processes spreading elsewhere, right? Preventing infection, combat foreign substances uh, by releasing cells, right? So it's basically our bodies are like, hey, there's something going on send help and it's our bodies says great i got this here's some inflammation that's what it does it says it sends inflammation so virtually right um our body can perceive a threat and it it causes inflammation to go there so uh like for example right inflammation would be of like a sprained ankle Your body actually sends, like if there's debris tissues, the body actually sends white blood cells there to clean up all of the tissues, right? Um, Your body produces antibodies and cytokines to uh, fight any foreign invader that's in a cut. So inflammation is a really good thing. It's necessary. It's beneficial. But not all the time. And that's where when we move inflammation to be more of a long-term, chronic, low-grade, systemic inflammation, that's where we see it become more problematic. So this is one where inflammation is not short-term. Like think about it, you sprain your ankle. You have a, even if it's the deepest cut, pick your head up. How long does it take to heal? A couple weeks, Right. When we're talking about low-grade chronic inflammation, these can last for months into years. Um, Over time, when we have more of this underlying inflammatory state, 
this is what's associated with quite a bit more health-related issues, health conditions. Uh, One that I've seen a lot in the office more recently is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We've seen a huge uptake in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Type 2 diabetes is another one. Cancer, Alzheimer's, a lot of autoimmune diseases, metabolic syndromes, um, heart disease. What happens is over the course of time, we have this ongoing stimulus, right? It's our immune system is chronically seeing, hey, we've got a problem. Hey, we've got a problem. Hey, we've got a problem. Hey, we've got a problem, right? So what happens is um, these immune cells try to do their job of healing, but this ongoing stimulus results in more cell recruitment, increasing inflammation and changing and it changes to the cells, right? So we've got this repetitive motion where you have a cut, you have a twist ankle. So you have this like your body saying, hey, there's a problem. And then the acute inflammation, they say, let's, we'll send help. And then it's the end of the stimulus. Healing has happened and it's done. It's complete. The, the wound is healed. Um, there's no infection. It's The cut is gone, right? The ankle is healed. But when we have this chronic it just goes back and forth. We have um, our body sends more helper cells there trying to heal, more cell recruitment after that cell, increased inflammation, the shells change, then the body says, oh my gosh, we've got to send more here. We've got this repetitive cycle of chronic inflammation, right? Um, And this is where it becomes harmful to your health. Now, when we talk about where that comes into with joints, we kind of have that same repetitive motion when we talk about how joint inflammation develops. It's from a couple different things typically. Injury is one of them, right? That would be more of the mild. But the problem is, here's where the chiropractic comes into play. If you have rotated hips, right? If you're limping, if your back hurts, if you have uh, unequal pelvis, if you're compensating because you have forward head posture, one shoulder is higher structurally, we have an abnormality. This is where it becomes different to, oh, I was walking and I walked off a curb and I twisted my knee. That is more the acute inflammation. Chronic inflammation is that it continues to keep wearing on that joint, over time. And then so we say, oh, it's just overused. Oh, well, how come your knee is arthritic and inflamed? And you're like, oh, just because I'm old. And you're like, well, then how come your other knee's not like that? How come you have only have arthritis in one knee and not the other? And then again, it gets back down to the sheer point that we're not getting to the cause. Um, so when we look at the joint inflammation, right? Inflammation in general is just where we're looking at this chronic inflammatory state. So it can happen to tissues or it can happen to joints. Joints is one where I will say we see a lot of specific help with the chiropractic component. Right With our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, we have five essentials. We have nutrition, we have detoxification. Though that being said, it is too where we're looking at um, from a joint-related issue, there's a lot of injuries or poor biomechanics. This is important. Biomechanics is important. What we do and we specialize in at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is correcting the structure of the spine. We literally look at changing the spine's structure. 
from a positive regard. So according to a study in 2013, it was published by osteoarthritis cartilage, um, certain joint inflammation happens because mechanically induced injury to the joint can increase inflammation and worsen any structural damage. So biomechanical refers to how your body moves. Bio is body. Mechanics is how it moves. Biomechanics, right? Body movement. So this is what I see a lot, mostly, right? Not all the time. But your biomechanics involve your joints, your muscles, and your nerves. Biomechanics is, again, how your body moves. So if you take a pelvis that ideally should be normal, and you rotate it. This is one where people say, well, your leg was two inches shorter. Was it though? Anatomically, was it shorter? Or did you rotate your pelvis and it it caused your foot to appear like it was short? Always wears more. This is like way different too. <laughs> Pants now, right? Skinny jeans, capris, not, they were not as in. They weren't as like the cool thing to do. But when I was in like high, high school, maybe college, um, you know, you had like the really long ones and they were like kind of belled out at the bottom and not like bell bottoms. I'm a little bit younger than that. But you have those belled bottoms and they just drag and you're like, gosh, my one pant, barely any damage. And the other one's like this huge casualty. It looks like someone blew off the bottom half of my leg and you're like, oh, it's just the wear and tear on the bottom of your pants. And you're like, why? Well, because your, your pelvis is rotated. Well, your pelvis is rotated and so you're stepping differently, but it's causing an unequal wear and tear on your hips and knees. This is one where people are like, gosh, you're pretty young for a hip replacement or boy, you're pretty young for a knee replacement. And you're like, yeah, but if you've been walking around with poor biomechanics, with your pelvis rotated since you were 15 years old or you know you're in a motor vehicle accident when you were 19 years old and your lower back's been aching and sore ever since and you just don't know what it is and you're like well of course that's going to wear it's going to cause more chronic inflammation on your hips and knees those joints continue to keep wearing and so that's where you'll oftentimes see further the injuries to it around the joints leader leads to further joint inflammation which then you see long-term injuries that can lead to muscle weakness, overcompensation, even worse biomechanics, right? Your knee hurts, so now you're going to limp. And you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just get another knee in a new couple new years. You're like, listen, there's a shelf life on joint replacements. It's not just like one and done forever. There is wear and tear that comes on those joints. So if you're saying, hey, it's young and you have these problems, you've got this painful joint inflammation, one of the first things you have to look at is what is your biomechanics? Has someone actually evaluated, do you have an anatomically short leg? Or is it something that it's pelvic rotation? You know, I see this a lot with athletes too, is that they say, God, I've been working on my IT band, my IT band sore, right? Or like my, my hamstrings are really sore. And you're like, you know what, where all of those attach to your spine, those all attach to your spine. So we have these top level athletes who we see and I'm like, how are you not getting adjusted? And they're like, well, like name me one professional athlete that's that doesn't get adjusted? And the answer is you can't. You literally can't. Why? Because everyone does. Because they understand biomechanics, how your body moves. And if you're doing repetitive movements, whether it be from a sport or maybe it's not a sport, maybe you just want to be active and work out. Maybe you want to um, 
just not have knee pains. You could play pickleball or whatever it needs to be. You can address that joint, yes. But if you're not addressing the cause of is there unequal wear and tear on that joint causing more damage, causing more chronic inflammation, you know what you're going to take? A bare joint and body or whatever it is, right? And you're like, oh, it feels so much better. But again, your hips and knees are aching not because of a lack of that. So again, following back to then why is that always the solution? Now, when we return, we will talk about there are a couple labs that you likely had on your last doctor's appointment that is an indication of underlying inflammation and why, and I'll tell you which one's next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. I want to thrive, not just survive. I want to thrive, not just survive. I want to thrive, not just survive. Feels like I travel, but I never arrive. I want to thrive, not just survive. One of the reasons why I do this show is that I've realized in life So many of us are traveling through attempting to survive, and that's not the way we were created. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always reach out to us at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's Greenwood familychiropractic.com initial exam and consultation just $25. Today we're talking about inflammation. This is one where whether it be a health concern, generalized inflammation is just such a root cause for so many problems. And sometimes I feel like we ignore it more because it's more of this blanket. Though that being said, when it comes down to it, you, we still have to address why there's underlying inflammation. So let's talk. One of the big things I will tell you, well, let me share a story with you. My most favorite time in life uh, season-wise, not because of the weather, but I love Christmas. I love Christmas Uh, in my home and with my family. Thanksgiving, Christmas, the fall, the feeling, January 2, I'm just like over it, ready for spring. But right, like that feeling, like that feeling. I love that feeling of just the holidays and Christmas. Now, let's separate that Dr. Leanne Schluter from the office Dr. Leanne Schluter. The in-office Dr. Leanne Schluter. uh, My favorite time is not, my favorite time is not... From like Halloween to New Year's, it's just not my favorite time. I mean, we play Christmas music. We've got all the things. and I still like love it. But from a patient care perspective, it's my least favorite time, very candidly. And here's why. What's going to happen is Halloween is going to come and your kids are going to get a bunch of candy. And if you don't let your kids eat it, you eat half of it, right? And so we like snack on a bunch of candy, which, by the way, um, 
we we're gonna you know we're gonna do in the office it's this is not gonna make friends but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the minis right because we justify the minis oh I can do like four minis I can do you know it's not that many it's just a couple minis and you're like dude you ate a candy bar and a half have you done it every day for like the last week and a half after Halloween and you're like oh it rained I didn't get a lot of kids what do I do with this candy right and you don't choose to throw it out you eat your way through all your favorites and then once you start eating your less favorite ones then you toss out the ones that are like really bottom of the barrel guys get real everybody does it so you're super inflamed right it increases your sugar and so then we come into thanksgiving and we don't just do one day of thanksgiving we do weekends before and we do multiple families and then we eat leftovers for the next week and then it brings us into december and all of december is like a bunch of holiday parties where we just eat and drink like crap I always joke around, but I truly mean it when I say, imagine it was like middle of June and I said, hey, you want to come over to my house? Sure. What do you want to do? Let's bake a thousand cookies. And you're like, what? It'd be wild to do in June, but it's December. So no one cares because that's what we do at Christmas time. Right. And so all of the traditions that we have are typically based around super unhealthy and inflammatory foods. And then they come and they say, how come I've been getting adjusted for the last year and now my back is hurting again? How come this isn't going away? Hey, I just started. How come this isn't going away as fast as I thought it would if I'm making my adjustments and doing my home care? And I'm like, how many Christmas parties did you go to the last two weeks? A bunch, right? How many pounds of cheese ball did you eat with a bunch of crackers, right? Like how many pies and uh, holiday drinks of, you know, pounds of Cool Whip or ready whip or whatever right like it's just how you go into new year's and it's a whole one and you're like oh i'll start at january one and you're like ugh. but so there was um research or you published in 2018 autoimmune reviews and it talks about how eating a conventional western diet high in inflammatory processed foods can increase inflammation through increasing insulin resistance and obesity like we all know joints would feel better if you lost weight right and I, I'll tell you this, I see that time and time again, doing new patient exams. It is very easy as a primary care physician to be dismissive about pain when you're carrying a couple extra pounds, right? Your back hurts because you're overweight. Lose some weight. Oh, your knees hurt because you're overweight. Lose some weight. Does that help? Maybe a little bit. But that being said, all individuals, all individuals who are a little bit overweight then would have that same pain. So why isn't everyone who's carrying a couple extra pounds have that same pain? And then on the flip side of it, why is it that the people that I get to see who said, hey, I did what my doctor said and I lost 15, 20, 30, 50 pounds, and my back hurts more now than ever, or my knees hurt more now than ever, and you're carrying 50 pounds less, why? Is it an exacerbative component? Yes. Is it 100% causation? No. Right? So... One of the things to look at is insulin resistance. It's a very big thing. Uh, clinical rheumatology in 2020 published research about participants with autoimmune joint inflammation and how they had found increased glycolated hemoglobin, HbA1c, right? So it's a long-term marker of blood sugar imbalances and other heart disease risk factors in those who ate a high amount of ultra-processed food, right? So this is where we look at. What happens is, is that we um, consume a bunch of carbohydrates, our blood sugar goes up, our pancreas says, oh, that's dangerous, here's some insulin, 
we see that so oftentimes that the cells are like, oh, I don't need you anymore. So now the struggles to produce enough insulin, so then we take insulin, more insulin's produced, and then inflammation is promoted. And then that inflammation, our bodies are like, oh, I want more carbs. And so we eat carbs and it makes our blood sugars go up, right? So it's like this vicious cycle. And so oftentimes we see, we look at A1C. And this isn't like a, oh, I had, you know, I had a piece of pie over the weekend or, you know, it's not that at all. It is not that at all. We're literally looking at long-term pictures. So that's one where you look at like fasting blood sugar. That's like a shorter version. A1C is 90 to 120 days typically. And so the reason why, again, that latter part of the year is not my favorite is because people eat super inflammatory foods, things that they would not eat normally. And then they can't figure out why their joint inflammation, knees, hips, back, spine, you know, it's more inflammatory foods, refined sugars, refined carbohydrates, refined oils, artificial ingredients, right? All the like colors that happened with Christmas and those types of foods. Um, Conventional and processed animal products, conventional dairy, junk food, processed food, and then we like right so then that's where I have to ask people too I'm like hey Mary how many Christmas parties have you gone to hey Mary I noticed that you posted on Facebook that you went to a thousand you know did, I don't assume you go to a party where you make a thousand cookies and you don't eat at least a handful of them right like get real so it's just one when we're looking at at more of that chronic we have to look at if you're going and this is where I, I bring you back to the very beginning when we talk about underlying inflammation you have to get what's causing that inflammation right and one of the easiest long-term solution right because people are like well, what do I take what do I take and you're like yes curcumin is great and we'll talk about it a little bit when we come back but curcumin is great but if you don't get to the cause you're just chasing your tail and this is one where my goal is not to give you a quick fix. Our goal is to educate you on how to make the accurate fix so that you can get to the cause. And this is where not only for inflammation, when you're looking at like all sorts of different how inflammation affects the body, joints are obviously one of them, but there's tons of others. Brain, thyroid, right? Thyroiditis is huge. Uh, inflammation in the lungs, the GI tract, kidneys, like uh, edema, hypertension, like all those things. It all comes back. So instead of saying, here's the quick fix, why don't we start looking at addressing, one, what our A1C is. And then if we're saying, hey, that A1C is trending high, then you need to start making nutritional changes to start decreasing that underlying inflammation. That's one of them. An anti-inflammatory healing diet, which is one of the things we're going to talk about soon at one of our upcoming events. Now, there's more tests and strategies to identify inflammation and decrease it, and we'll tell you what those are next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. So if you ever wonder about my intros, um, they're picked by my radio producer, whatever tickles his fancy. Sometimes, sometimes I choose them. Um, but uh, you notice they're all Switchfoot because he has a concert that he's going to soon. So for all you Switchfoot people who went, uh, and you know why, this is this is why <laughs> today is the day of Switchfoot. <laughs> all right, inflammation. We're talking about overall and more specifically joint inflammation. So I talked a little bit about how fasting insulin, right? So your uh, fasting insulin as well as your A1C. Those are really good indications of underlying um, inflammation. Again, a 2005 study published by the Journal of Clinical Investigation finds that uh, inflammation, stress, and diabetes are all interlinked. So again, when you say, oh, goodness, that's not causing any problems. No, no, that that like ice cream that you have every evening, the piece of pie, like those things cause underlying inflammation. Another one to look at too is uh, C-reactive protein, CRP. Now, CRP has some pluses and some minuses. C-reactive protein is a key test that literally is one of the tests for inflammation in your body. Uh, C-reactive protein is a protein that's produced in your liver. So um, 2013 study of rheumatology found that increased levels of CRP may be associated with muscle strength weakness and knee arthritis, right? So we talk about joint inflammation. This is one that's very, very true. The problem with C-reactive protein is it's hard to peg down exactly what is causing the C-reactive protein, right? It's not like a general like, oh, this is just liver inflammation. You could have a a big cut and your body says, oh, right? Inflammation, like this is not, this doesn't, okay, so this is a perfect explanation. So this doesn't show, if you have a big cut, that's acute inflammation. That's not that bad. Um, Though if you don't have a cut and you have this and it's more of chronic inflammation, it is bad. So it doesn't necessarily differentiate between some of the like better, kind of quote unquote, better acute versus more the like low grade chronic inflammation. But C-reactive protein is definitely a great one to look at. Another one too I would say is homocysteine, which is interesting because just speaking now, someone said, who's, what's that? What's homocysteine? I'm like, Okay, well, that's going to need to be a show coming up, right? So because homocysteine is an amino acid that's found in your blood. Um, it's And it's a super great marker for cardiovascular issues. I'll actually need to look, but um, I had actually seen that there had been some indication. I'm not sure if it's actually republished peer-reviewed research yet, but that homocysteine is actually a better marker for heart disease and heart-related issues than your cholesterol is, right? And cholesterol is what we consider almost the gold standard for that. Um, There is a research that said elevated homocysteine levels may indicate inflammation and acute coronary syndrome, right? So um, 
homocysteine is a great one. We'll probably go into more depth. ESR, erythrocyte sedimentation rate is also another to look at. Um, this refers to the rate that your red blood cells in anticoagulated whole blood go down to the standardized tube over the period of an hour. So basically, um, the way that they move through the tube can be like stickiness, can be kind of an uh, indication of inflammation as well. So that's another one to look at. Now, what do you do for it? One, obviously, when we talked specifically about joint wear and tear, chiropractic and what we do in terms of correcting the structure, in my opinion, is one of the most important. You can do all the anti-inflammatories, but if you're carrying 10 or 15 more pounds on your left knee than on hip than your right, do you think that that hip and knee is going to wear faster? No matter how much kale salad, no matter how much extra water, no matter how grain-free, sugar-free diets that you do, if you are carrying structurally 10 extra pounds, there's going to be more inflammation on that joint because that joint is wearing faster, right? So very simply, getting to a structural, addressing a structural misalignment is very, very important. Um, we talked about not not having the sad diet, right? Can we all agree that if you're eating the standard American diet, stop? there's a certain point where you say, I don't want to, I don't want to be the standard American anymore. I don't want to live that lifestyle. I don't want to consume what they consume. They've literally taken the Western diet, our diet, standard American diet, the fast food chains and restaurants, and they've put them into other countries. What, right, what we would consider less fortunate, quote unquote, less fortunate countries. And they literally watched a society of people who didn't have the diseases that we have here at the rates that we have here have and increase the rates of disease process when they started eating like we did. Right? Like, come on. Um, this is... <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like a broken record. Um, drink more water. Right? Drink more water. Why? Well, um, because the toxins that we do ingest through food and the environment um, are either going to be trapped inside or they're going to be escorted out. How do you escort things out of your body, Dr. Leanne? Well, there's only a couple orifices <laughs> that things can get out. One is a urination defecation, right? So if you're not hydrated enough, then you're not going to be able to do that. The other one is your skin, right? So stay super hydrated. Um, but then two, you know what the best way to help your body detox is through? And no, it's not a special pill. It's not a special. It's sweating. Sweat. When was the last time you truly just sweat? Sometimes it could be a sauna. Go go jump in the sauna. It's not really what I'm talking about, but it helps with some of the, the right? Toxins enter through your mouth. How does it get out? Through your kidneys, your colon, right? Water helps those. Your lungs and your skin. Exercise helps those. When you get rid of that crap, it doesn't have that underlying inflammatory component, right? You got to flush them out. Um... Another one, too, that I will say helps with more um, underlying inflammation is addressing nutrient need. This is one that I see quite a bit of doing more functional medicine testing. 
But if you're deficient in vitamin D, if you're deficient in omega-3 fatty acids, if you're deficient in B vitamins, all of those things are needed to help um, absorb nutrients, to break down different nutrients, to um, protect your brain, allows for cells to rejuvenate. I mean, those micronutrients are so, they're so helpful. Um, you know, you look at like, what does vitamin D have to do with anything? And if you are just starting to listen, the answer is everything. What doesn't vitamin D have to deal with? Um, they even looked at like vitamin D for um, knee support too, right? Well, vitamin D also, vitamin D is a necessity for you to absorb calcium. So if you want really strong bones, get some more vitamin D, go outside, get some sunshine. Um, so this is one of the reasons why I eat very clean, but I also supplement with a high quality multivitamin. I do a high quality B complex fish oil. I make sure I try to get in at least two servings of uh, good omega, rich omega-3 fatty acid fishes, right? So salmon and sardines are typically my two go-tos. Um, but then too, I mean, you can test for vitamin D and curcumin is the other one. Now, turmeric is the root. Curcumin is the active component, right? So you want to increase your curcumin. You have to take a lot of turmeric to get a little bit of curcumin. So anytime you can add in some more of that, we have a concentrated curcumin in our office. And so that's really a, a great aspect of that. So just a couple of strategies. And really when that comes down to it, you know what that is? It's living the five essentials. Our five essentials is mindset, chiropractic, nutrition, oxygen and lean muscle, and decreasing toxicity. Get back down to leading a healthy lifestyle and notice how these things like inflammation, chronic uh, underlying low-grade inflammation, which is wrecking havoc on your health, you can start reverse. But you, but you have to take those action steps. You have to be accountable for your health and you have to take action, right? So if you want more information, um, you just have to reach out. This is what we do. Events coming up, um, they have the ability to plug in. So then that way we can make sure that we get you moving towards health. Our goal is to have you strive, not just survive. So if you want to check out our next upcoming event, it is creatinghealthyindy.com. That's creatinghealthyindy.com for more information. And your power is on. Your power is on.